basically. Worth it. Oh, that's great. You know, who needs a TV? I know, right? So for anyone who can't see, because we're not doing video today, um, I'm showing Abby this little app that I use to control logic from my phone. Oh, God. I was not expecting that. <laughs> oh, Sorry. man. That came out. And I was like, that was an awkward silence. <laughs> so you just start chomping on nothing. Or, oh, oh, I didn't ice. know it was ice. It but. was a glass. Well, hey, what's up? Drinking. Yeah. <laughs> How many drinks are you in? Three. Yeah. You know what's funny is that this is a um, a mental health. It's half a mental health podcast and like. Shit, you're right. Um, we drink. I, I, oh, I drink. I, I drink way more than you on this podcast. Well, because I have to, to drive. You can yeah. stay home. I just have like a drink. We need to one of these days do a podcast at your house so you can just get absolutely lit. That's a great idea. I'm in for it. What's the worst that could happen? Hey, we just need to move all of your equipment over. Nah. <laughs> nah. I'll just take my... Well, you got a little interface, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's just one input, though. Oh. It's just a solo. Well, I have my little focus, It's like right? the Scarlet solo that all the douches have in their houses. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm a producer. I've seen, yeah, right. Like I've seen those memes where it's like, if you're at a guy's house and he has a, has a solo on his desk, run. <laughs> Run! I need to find that meme because I yeah. love that. I yeah. can call so many people out instantly. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, because it's kind of true. Like, I mean, I kind of love it that everybody can be a producer now. Yeah, but it's also like cringy because then everyone can say they're a producer. It's so true. I was literally just talking to a friend of mine who was a producer, but like an actual producer. Yeah, like she actually like, like legit, like does, does high level things. work basically. Well. Sure, but like she gets hired to do like vocal tuning and printing and make, you know, does her professional. Own. Yeah, no. right. Exactly. So, and we were literally just having coffee and talking about that kind of thing. Like, like how when she's collaborating with like other guys, mm -hmm. they're immediately like, oh, you're a songwriter. I'm the producer because they're the guy and she's the girl. Ugh. Isn't that the worst? That's like gross. those producer douches. That's gross. Cause like yeah. in my mind, it's like, okay. As long as your work speaks for yourself, who gives up? Like, uh -huh. why are you even thinking about that? Right. And why is it a competition? Yeah. It's always a competition. Do you, do you feel like that's the case in Nashville? Is that there's like a lot more competition amongst like musicians and... There's a lot more competition. So like, it depends on what you're doing. Yeah. There's a lot of competition for recording stuff. Because mm -hmm. everybody, like Everyone's every single doing musician I've met does recording on the side. Right. So that is very competitive. However... Here's what everyone needs to realize. We're not just working within Nashville. Like mm -hmm. doing work within Nashville studios and stuff like that, that's competitive. However, if you're smart and you're going to work outside of that, you're going to work like on a national basis and God forbid use the internet to your abilities. The what? The internet. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that sound cool when I do that? The internet. The internet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to use the internet to your abilities, mm -hmm. then like, there really is no, there's no competition at all because like there's still a lot more people, especially if you do good work mm -hmm. because like there's a lot of people on Fiverr that can record stuff, but it's not all great. Right. You know? Right. Like there, there's the amount of people that can record really good stuff mm -hmm. that are out there and actively working. I'm probably more few and far between. And then the amount of people that want that mm -hmm. their services are pretty small. You right. just got to find a way to get connected to them. Yeah. So it's not as much. Unless you're talking about like working within Nashville mm -hmm. in the studio sense, I don't think that there's a lot of competition. At least not as much as people say that there is. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. That's a big reason I'm not like 
I would be interested in doing studio stuff, but also like like you just said, everyone does it. And so I'm just kind of like, yeah. suddenly the inter I'm not interested anymore because I like yeah. being unique and I like doing different things from people and having different Aren't types there a of lot abilities. Of monitor engineers though. I mean, but sure, not as meant. It's a yeah. lot more of a like of a Niche? specific skill set. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, and yeah. that makes sense. Is that because because I. I've been thinking about this a little bit lately too because like sometimes I write songs that are very pop like mm -hmm. traditional pop like Ear Sugar and then I write songs like that new one that um, no one here has heard as of now but I as think it's going to be a game changer that too. Abby happened to have sang on the other day. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, but I write things like that that are very unique. I don't know while I like the latter because it's very unique and stuff like that. Yeah. Does In my mind I'm like does it discredit the ones that are a little bit more typical. I mean, I don't necessarily know if it does, you know? Like, I still think that there's merit and value in things that people find popular. Like, look at... Okay, hold on. Actually, let's take this for example. We're doing a podcast right now. Right. Do you know how many fucking podcasts there are? So many. You know how many people in Nashville have a podcast too? Man, this makes me not want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this was the death of line check. Damn it. I don't want to be like anyone else. But is that a good reason to do or not do something in and of itself, at least? I don't know. It really depends. Like, do you have something special and different to offer? Are you just doing it? I guess it depends on like what you're trying to achieve by doing it. You know what I mean? Like, are right. you trying to like be relevant? Because if you're trying to just be relevant by doing what everyone else is doing, then you're not different. You're not special, okay. you know, and you're just going to like become invisible amongst the crowd of other people doing all the same things like so maybe like bro country in downtown Nashville. Yeah. You just, you just disappear because you're not, you're not standing out. You're right. And here's how you do stand out uh -huh. is you find ways because everybody's unique. Right. You find ways to put your spin on it. Maybe while it still would be bro country, you put your own spin on it. Mm -hmm. I know some guys who play bro country who they're, they, they're like very metal oriented guitar players. Sure, yeah. And I know some other people who are very um, jazzy, mm -hmm. you know, and some people who are chicken pick a lot, which is a little more typical. I don't know. But like mixing, I venture to say mixing is the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like there are so many great mix engineers out there mm -hmm. and they are all equally valuable mm -hmm. because they all, like the good ones have different flavors, right? Right. It's the same reason why there are multiple recording studios, right? Like um, different recording studios have different flavors, right? Like um, was it Sound? I think it was Sound City was where Nirvana did a lot of their stuff. Yeah. A lot of rock bands went out to Sound City and recorded a lot of their stuff there. has a very different sound from Capitol, which is that old school chimey kind of a sound and mm -hmm. then very different from Abbey Road mm -hmm. that has a different kind of old-timey, more experimental, super uber analog kind of a sound, yeah, you know? Yeah, right. Um, they all, but they all do the same thing. But it's about the niche. It's their niche. Mm -hmm. It's their niche. And mixing engineers are the same way. Mm -hmm. Maybe, like, how many songs have you listened to and just, like, realized that, like, they're mixed completely differently. Yeah. But not necessarily in bad or good ways. Yeah. They're just different. Yeah. All the time. That's where the that's where the value comes in. That's mm -hmm. why it 
would be valuable if you decided i'm not trying to talk you into doing that because like you do whatever the fuck you want right but that's why i'm saying like the reason that a lot of people in of itself do it is in my mind not a valid reason alone to not do something because you're never truly going to emulate someone else Mm -hmm. like you can kind of emulate somebody else but you will like anybody no matter how hard they try you'll never be able to fully emulate somebody else I will never be able to fully emulate um, who was I thinking of? Oh my God. It's like a famous um, Rick Rubin. Sure. Rick Rubin. I I will never be able to be Rick Rubin because Rick Rubin can only be Rick Rubin. Mm -hmm. But I can work on sound, like take the parts of Rick Rubin that I like and then figure out how to make him more Jonah, Mm -hmm. which only I can answer that question. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on like everyone wants someone that's going to fit what they're looking for, mm-hmm. you know, like in like, oh my gosh, how many photographers are there in Nashville? Like yeah. concert photographers. That's another good example. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like some wedding photographers, music video, like people that shoot music videos. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many, but everyone is going to be looking for something a little different. So I guess it makes sense. So like for us and this podcast, for someone that might be looking for something a little more unfiltered and just more incredible, you know, this is the one for them. Just more generally perfect. Just like flawless. The, the perfectly, perfectly flawed. We're, That's such a basic girl thing to say. I feel like, per, like a, I'm perfectly flawed. Perfectly flawed. Perfectly flawed. Look, Scars to your beauty. Yeah, that one, that's the one. <laughs> but oh gosh. yeah, and I, I mean, because there are so many people that are afraid to like follow now, here's the problem when some people really do just try to carbon copy and they don't try to like put right. their own spin on it. Mm-hmm. That's where I agree with you. I'm like, that's gross. Like yeah. you, you you have to like shake it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying, too. Like you want to make sure that you're you're doing it with the right intention, that you're not just trying to carbon copy for the sake of it. But yeah. you are trying to find, like you said, you know, put your own spin on it. Yeah, there are some things yeah. that are objectively good and bad in like because we're on the subject of mixing. We'll just stay with that, I guess, for now. There are some things that are objectively good or bad, but there are some things that are a little bit more nuanced, right? Like here's a, like an example is like where do the vocals sit in the mix? Sure. I was listening to. Oh, my God. What was the song? I listened to a lot of songs in the course of a day, so they all uh-huh. get mixed up. I was listening to some like kind of. 2000s rock song mm-hmm. and the vocals actually i was like they're kind of buried like they i can are. understand them it, yeah yeah but they're kind of buried compared mm-hmm. to the drums and stuff like yep. that and then i listened to taylor swift her vocals are above everything mm-hmm. and neither of those are necessarily bad or good right they just yeah, exactly. are very different they serve the songs and like maybe mm-hmm. reflect a little bit more of the preferences of the mix engineer mm-hmm. and maybe the artist too yeah for sure um, I mean, that's something I'm seeing a lot in my album a day, you know, is oh, like I bet. Yeah. I'm hearing different types of mixes and different, you know, like just ways the vocal is sitting or how a mm-hmm. snare sounds like all the time. And yeah. it's it's super like there was this one album that I was listening to where they had an elect their electric guitar panned hard right and their bass panned hard left. And their vocal was sitting in the middle and I'm like, huh, that's great. What? Okay. Like, okay, I yeah. know, understand the guitar thing, right? A lot right. of the times it'll be like, one guitar hard left, one guitar hard right, 
or whatever, you know. Right. But a bass? Yeah, you think of because bass is such a fundamental. You, that would be set. like right in the center, typically. Yeah. And, and I'm sitting there like, I don't like this, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah. Why do they do it? You okay, know, that's an interesting subject. Yeah. Panning. Mm-hmm. That's something I'm trying to figure out because, like, I actually have a song that's a very old school song style song that I'm mixing for a friend Noah Moses. Shout out to Noah if you ever listen to this. Um, we're working on one of his songs right now and it's very old school sounding, mm-hmm. very old school sounding. Um, and something like I've been trying to experiment with a little bit is getting more bold with my panning choices. Yeah. Have you ever listened to old Beatles? Sure. Where they'll pan drums, vocals, and guitars all on one side mm-hmm. and then the other side will just be like an orchestra. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the vocals will be centered. That's bold. It is so bold. Mm-hmm. It's so bold. And I'm like, but you know what? I listened to it and I'm like, why does this work? Yeah. And I realized, well, a lot of times they were, it was played in mono. Right. Or it was played in stereo, but it was in speakers. So when, by the time that it came through stereo speakers, got mixed into the room, it became a little bit more mono. Mm-hmm. Rather than when you're listening to it on strip like, headphones, sure. and it's like more clinically. It still works, not harsh. as much. Yeah. But like... um. I think that that was like, you know, due to like the way that people listen to things at the time, it mm-hmm. worked a little bit better. But still, sometimes it works to like pan. And I've I've tried that before and it, it never works for me. And I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's odd. It just like that type of panning, I feel like just is against our general nature of how we listen to music, you know. Yeah. And so it just feels unnatural to us. Yeah. But sometimes Doing something that's unnatural is what makes it bold and is what makes it stick out. It's your yeah. niche. I mean, a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, there's a lot of things that are really unnatural that people do. Like, mm-hmm. do you know who Tom Morello is? Mm-mm. He, you know Rage Against the Machine? Yeah. He's their guitarist. Oh, okay. Yep. He also was a guitarist for Audio Slave. And he does all those weird uh, rhythm things where he's like switching guitar pickups really fast to make a tremolo effect. Or Audio like, Slave is on my list. I have to listen to it soon. Yes. I'm dreading oh, it. Let's go. No, don't <laughs> dread it. Don't dread it. Because Chris Cornell plus Tom Morello uh-huh. is a magical combo. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, man. I'll let you I know wish, what I. I'll let you know what I think. I wish Chris Cornell was still around. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. But anyway, like, what were you saying? Well, he's a great example. Like the guitar. He's one of the most unnatural guitarists ever. Like most of what he does on guitar doesn't sound like guitar. It sounds like synthesizers. Mm-hmm. And it works so oh, yeah. well at the same time. Mm-hmm. for Because he does a lot of hip hop and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it, Super cool. Yeah. It's weird, but it works. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just finding your niche, you know? Mm-hmm. And everyone's got to do that. And it's a hard... How do you think... So, because a lot of people say like, oh, I need to find my niche... But I feel like that's a very hazy journey. How do you do? You feel like have Have you spent any time trying to find your niche? Maybe is a good question to start with. And like, what did that look like if you were? I mean, I don't know. I've just kind of been going with what's been what's like what's given me momentum in the past, mm. and like typically in like the working world, my niche is kind of my working relationships with people like and how I how I work with them on the spot or in the moment um and on the job I don't know it's very vague but it's what's given me like momentum in the past as far as like career stuff goes and just at life in general like honestly my niche is what makes me like it's what I enjoy 
Yeah. And what makes me happy, you know? Yeah, that makes complete sense. I don't know. Very vague. Yeah, it's, I guess, niche. I've never really thought about it that that much. It's probably a little bit harder. Plot twist. In... We're pronouncing it the wrong way this Niche. whole time. Niche. 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 Anyway. That's kind of more fun than niche. Yeah, I like it. That's yeah. why I, pronou- I pronounce quiche like quichy because it's more fun. Quichy. 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 <laughs> Sounds like a Pokemon. Right. Never watched it. Me neither. I, I watched a little bit. That's a lot. We were, we were homeschooled. So yeah, I would like. I would watch like. Um, did you have anywhere that you would ever go to like watch like secular TV shows? Oh yeah. When you were a kid? Oh yeah. Late at night, my brother and I would like turn on a la- on like the little laptop and and play the music. Real like the the movies really like the Princess Diaries. Very oh very um, not the Princess Diaries secular. Oh, oh my no. gosh, I know. <laughs> so bad man yeah that's rough and then we would have like a game that we would pull up in case anyone came in and we would quickly like switch tabs oh, and we'd be smart. like we're just playing the worm, <laughs> <laughs> the worm. The worm. so bad man that's so funny because that's like it's that sounds like someone who's like watching porn yeah right like, but it's so kids here. we're busy <laughs> we're playing the we're playing the worm got a little privacy <laughs> man I never know how to hold this microphone. Yeah, you're kind of death gripping it right now. You got to chill out with that microphone. Listen, I am I'm a stressed person this week. So, <laughs> so what's let going me on? death what's, grip. What's going on this week? I don't know. I just um, I had really weird dreams a few nights ago that set me off on the wrong foot for this week. Mm. And Dan's been gone all week. So oh, damn. he's, he's, damn, he's damn. off doing. Um, so he... Ruby and I, my sister and I are watching a show, right? And he walks in and he's like, when your show's done, I have to pitch something to you. Oh. Okay. And so the show ends and he comes back in and he's like, okay, so there's this really rare bird eagle from Serbia that's like native to Serbia that is in Maine right now on a bridge. One one eagle? Correct. Just it flew away. Sitting on a bridge. It flew away from Russia. And... It's just sitting there and and he found out about it and all these bird nerds are on a group me freaking out about this bird and he goes, I need to go to Maine and find this bird. <laughs> and he's like, there's a flight tomorrow morning. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> he's like, I have enough fl- uh, miles that my flight there and back would be free. And I'm like, okay, you should go. And so he d- took his camera and I drove him to the airport and he went to Maine. Did like, he find the bird? He found it and he got pictures. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So he, I, like, apparently there are only a couple thousand of this species left. And Okay, that's incredible. Like, it's a once in a lifetime, like, type of thing, okay. which, like, doesn't, like, it's really, he's, like, such a bird, like, per, like he's a I bird guy. I knew that about and him. And, like, a nature guy. And yeah. so it's, like, mind-blowing for him. So he Man. was super excited. But he was gone all week to do that, to track down his Russian bird that I was scared was a Russian spy. Was he, spy. like, camping and stuff like that? No, he he got um, a hotel um, that he stayed in, but there were no like he was going to Uber around everywhere. But it mm. was like in this tiny secluded town in the like the, oh, the very corner of Maine. <laughs> no. So he ended up getting a U-Haul <laughs> and he just drove a U-Haul <laughs> around. It's twenty dollars a day versus renting a car or Ubering. That's pretty cheap. I know. Damn. So if okay. anyone needs to know, <laughs> just get a U-Haul like a pickup truck and just drive around. That's actually really smart. Uh-huh. Wow. So he just drove his U-Haul around and got pictures of this rare Russian eagle. He had a great week. Wow. 
So I'm picking him up after this from the airport. But but he was gone all week. So I was sad and feeling very extroverted. But there was no one around mm. to hang out with. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't like that. That's awful. When so I feel extroverted, kind of I need to see people, you know? Yeah. So. There was literally nobody around? Well, I don't know. Almost nobody. No, no yeah, one that like, you actually wanted to see at the no time. No one that was like, hey, we should hang out. And I'm not going to reach out to people all the time and be like, can we hang out? Because I feel desperate. I want people to reach out to me. That's fair. But no one That's fair. fucking does, you know? I get that. I do. Friendships I, are two-way street people. So anyway. Yeah, yeah. they are. That was that was um my week. So excited for Dan to be home. Yeah, it's it. It really. You know what? People always say marriage isn't isn't having a built-in friend. It kind of seems like it is, though. It really is. Like yeah. we just do everything together, and we have a good time doing it. So that sounds great. We, and it's just a friend you can have sex with, and it's awesome. That's even better. Yeah, it's like friends with benefits. Except except the benefits uh, is lifelong commitment and sexy times. Exactly. And do du- and dual income. So <laughs> okay, for anyone listening, like who doesn't want to get married, you know who you are. Why wouldn't you want to get married? <laughs> any sense like the dual great come on if you pick the right person i mean I, marriage isn't just get great. married to your friend you yes. know get married to a friend you find attractive you know have you ever you know? heard like watch videos of old people giving advice oh yeah i've seen like the one thing that like a lot of them say over and over is like it is critical for your mental health your mental well-being and your longevity in life to pick the right partner oh yeah it is so important it's- one of the most important things. If yeah. you're going to decide to be with someone forever, want to make sure it's the right person. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Or at least someone that like, I mean, who can even say you you can know who the right person is, you know? That's the hard part. Like, you know, life changes, personalities change. Exactly. But it's got to be someone that you can see yourself with forever, you know, forever. Yeah. So, and you want to make sure that they contribute to the dual income in a good way. <laughs> the most important part. Don't date a bum. That's why I'm single. Marry, marry rich. <laughs> That's why I'm single. I'm barely living in East. I'm barely affording to live in East Nashville Aww. right now. Poor Jonah. He's but too it's poor okay. to have a girlfriend. You wear cool hats. So you're good. <laughs> Is that how that works? That's how you find a partner? With with uh, the quality with of their nice hat. nice hats. Yeah, that's how. Jeez, oh, well, if I if it, if it was truly that simple, I'd be <laughs> hitched as fuck right now. <laughs> I'd be hitched as fuck, or at least getting laid a lot more. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, I know she listens to this sometimes. Hi, mama crawl. Hey, mama crawl. Sorry. Hi, Sorry, I know I'm a little. No. When he said get laid, he means like take naps. I do take a lot of naps. <laughs> I love naps. With people. I mean. No. <laughs> you can't say that. Okay, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. What I do you think that. about. Okay. So I know people that think it's like, man, we're getting off on like a really random. Who gives a shit? Topic. This is our us. This is our you're whatever right. podcast. We're having fun. I know people that are like, you are not. If you are a Christian, you're not allowed to lay in bed next to someone. Wait, really? Yeah. They think it's like illegal in the Christian in the Christian world to share to even lay down in the same bed as someone. And I'm like, like of the opposite sex. Correct. Like, um, especially if it's someone that you're dating. So like, of course, obviously not of sex. Right. But then yeah. like to lay in bed and maybe like fall asleep. Well, like, I know a lot of people. I don't know a lot of people who would say that's a sin. I know a lot of. And here's where Christianity gets squirrely is when people are saying it's not wise. 
How many times have you heard that in the church? I've never it's heard like, Christianity gets squirrely in the church before, but I oh, love it. It, it gets hella squirrely in some churches. Yeah, it's like it's like what is it? You open the floodgates to yeah. You, you know? open the door to temptation, right? To exactly. Sin. And it's just yeah. like, and you could follow that rabbit hole all the way down. Like right. that's why that's why so many people don't drink. Yeah, that's why. Because like, think about this. Okay, so when did you ever read that I Kissed Dating Goodbye book? No. So like that, I know that that was a book that a lot of like people who grew up in the church and experienced a lot of past traumas with it. Mm. That was a book that a lot of them read. That was a book that I actually. What is it called? I Kissed Dating Goodbye. Now here's the oh. thing: the guy who wrote it both not only recanted the book, saying that it was not wise, he recanted his whole faith. <gasps> He was like a big Christian author, Joshua oh, Harris. Yeah. He, in like four years ago or something like that, recanted everything that he had written uh-huh. and then recanted his faith. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, and I feel good. I'm, I feel, I don't know how I feel about that for him. I mean, but that's between him and himself, I guess. Yeah. But like, I feel that feels, that makes me feel better because. <clears throat> Everybody around me was reading that. That was like the one line that I, I, like everyone around me was like reading that book. And like to where my brother and my sister were like, oh yeah, no, that's the best way to do things. And I was like, nope, nope, I'm not. I, I literally refused. I said, went to, I said to my mom, I'm like, I'm not reading that book. So basically what was the premise of it? That you shouldn't date until you are ready for marriage. And then you should only date with the specific intention of marriage. Mm-hmm. As in like, let's say. That, I know a like, lot of people that feel that way here's the thing though in my in my mind and this was my logic and it works for some people so i will say this my sister held that logic she didn't go on any like real dates or anything like that until she met her now husband Mm -hmm. um the the difference is my sister really knew what she wanted she had no interest in hooking up or fooling around or like casually dating Mm -hmm. she was like if i'm gonna do this like she made the decision in her heart that she's like, if I'm gonna do this, I want to do it for real. Mm-hmm. Um, and but but like even when she first met James, they weren't like, oh, we're for sure. It wasn't like love at first sight kind of a thing, right? right? But like it, it, they started with the intention of this is gonna be something real. We don't know where this is gonna go, especially because it was long distance, right? But they were like, my sister was like. I'm in this for something real. If, are you in or out? Because my sister is a very strong, independent woman who don't need no man kind mm-hmm. of a girl. Right, right. Uh, love her to death. Like, super inspiring girl. Um, but anyhow, she went into it with that. And that's why it worked for her. Yeah. You know, because she was so picky and it worked great for her. My brother, how on the other hand, though, he bought into that, but that didn't really, he was not the same kind of intentional as my sister was. Mm-hmm. He bought into it because he was kind of already insecure about girls. He didn't already had some good experience with girls in the past and stuff like that. I'm not going to put his business out there specifically, obviously. He but, just sucked at dating. I'm kidding. I mean, he there weren't <laughs> great girls around. I will say that. Yeah, there weren't fair. great girls around and they made him feel like shit from, from an early age, you know? Like, they really, they, they, they played around with the, my uh-huh. dude, you know? Um, and especially in college, he had one girlfriend and man, he... Now, I'm not saying this in a hypocritical sense because everyone needs to know right now. I I've been on I've had lots of girlfriends and I've had lots of situationships. Most of them were really bad decisions. Yeah. Most of them were not with great people. Um, no shade to any of my exes out there, but like some of them were like I was like, why did I pick you? 
to go on like that sounds <laughs> no so rude. shade no but shade why but why you yeah like in hindsight you know in hindsight i'm like why was i right why that okay anyhow yeah that. i guess you mean but so he went on he had one girlfriend he did not pick well did not pick well she ended up being a psycho who as soon as they broke up started uh dating his roommate oh lord yeah just messed up and that messed him up you know and now and and, but he got i remember he told me this is not my point my point is not to put his business out there my point is he then told me he's like i feel like because for so long i bought into that book i gained no dating skills i gained no interpersonal skills totally now i don't even know how to talk to girls right or he might not even or like someone might not even know what they want because they haven't been like no it took him so long to figure that out right yeah i don't think that like i don't know I would agree personally that I don't think dating casually really gains you much. No, definitely. You know what doesn't. I mean? No. Like, but I could totally like people that are like, I don't want to date until I know I don't want to date this person until I know I want to marry this person. It's like, but how do you know you want to marry this person until you like date and make sure and kiss mm-hmm. and make sure he's a good kisser or like whatever, you know? That shit's important. I guess and that's kind of the, the other thing. Yeah is like this book presumes that that stuff is not important. That stuff is so important. It's so important. Yes. Obviously, it's not the most important thing. Okay, if you're like not a very sexual person, maybe it's not. Right. But for those of us who are very sexual, it's critical as hell. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe this this sir that renounced his book and his faith just wasn't interested in doing the do. And if that's the case, then... I don't know. And some of it's Christian, but, but like... But going to go back we were talking about the orthodoxy thing the idea of like it opens like the door to temptation oh yeah and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah a lot of people would because like growing up a lot of people would say like like the, i would have like youth, youth group girlfriends right. they weren't actual girlfriends <laughs> but like they were girls that like everyone knew that we had a thing uh-huh and like we would like sit next to each other <gasps> no or sometimes if we were bold our shoulders would touch that's and then the temptation leaders, right there then the youth leaders would <laughs> literally make us like sit i had so when i had an actual girlfriend yeah my first actual girlfriend Haley. shout out to Haley. um i think she's married now or something like that cool. but we're good we're good we she was the only girlfriend i've had that after we broke up years later we met up and hashed it out and we left it on good terms nice it was great but anyhow, um, when we started dating, we would go to youth. She, I would bring her to youth group because that I didn't have a car. I was sixteen. She lived like a half hour drive away. Mm-hmm. So one of our only chances to see each other with youth was youth group, and we would sit together. But we were sitting too close and holding hands. And the youth leaders didn't like that, so they literally made us sit in different rows after a while. Oof. Well, I was pretty bold to hold hands. In front we of were us. dating. <laughs> we were actually girlfriend and boyfriend. Yeah, what just came out of my mouth? I, like that's what I mean. I'm like bold. I'm 16 and she's my girlfriend. And you know what they said? They said a couple things. They said like, you know, this is a place where we don't want you to focus on that. We want you focus on God. And this is the big thing they said: you're making other people feel bad of their lack of relationship. What? I'm like, what the fuck does that my what life have to do with everybody mean? else? Like that is so dumb. That's like the whole, you know, make that's sure you're wearing God. a long shirt over your yoga pants, or else you're gonna make a guy think something not nice about you and that's another thing let's talk about that for a second because oh, that's some bullshit go off girl my gosh that just pisses me off so much yes because it's like that's what i grew up hearing was like what if what if you're walking through a supermarket and and an old man is sitting there and he sees you and starts thinking dirty thoughts and growing up i had to be like oh that wouldn't be good but secretly i'm just like i don't 
give a shit. Like, yeah, I, I mean, don't care. That's his problem. It's not affecting me. I was going to say that is his problem. And obviously, if he says something that doesn't make you feel good, that feels well, gross course, and creepy. Yeah. But that's not your fault. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, ugh, it's just the worst. Like growing up, you know, I adore my mom. My mom's one of my favorite people on the entire planet. Yeah. But I would always hear like if I'm wearing like like a shirt, like I don't know. Just like a shirt shoulders. and a bra and a bra strap is showing. She'd be like, hey, your bra strap is showing. You should go cover that up. And I'm just like, do you want me to like not wear one? Like everyone knows I'm wearing one. I could just take it off. Like, what do you want? You know? Yeah. Just like, oh, the worst. Yeah. The double standards. Anyway, I don't know how I got to that, but it's okay. Rant, rant. Over. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think because this is something I've always wondered. Mm -hmm. Do you think that. Is there a line to that, though? Because, like, okay, let's take it to the extreme scenario. If a girl is, like, wearing no bra mm -hmm. and a very tight shirt mm -hmm. in the supermarket, like, but, okay, well, actually, I, I'm going to answer my own question, though. Because okay. that's, it makes it easier for somebody to look at her and get creepy thoughts. Sure. However, does that make it right? Does that make it her fault? No, absolutely no, not. No, I don't think so. No, and everyone's like, you're going to cause him to stumble that's like no whether he stumbles or not is his fault that's his problem if he's stumbling why is he even opening his mind to such disgusting thoughts yeah you know like sometimes i think christianity is actually just communism <laughs> wow i don't th i think that the way a lot of um churches and the way it's perceived can seem like that for sure yeah. I don't think at its core, that's not what it's supposed to be for sure. No. But yeah. that's what it turns into. And that's what chases people away from it. You yeah. know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's I just agree. trash. It is just trash. trash. It's just trash. Just like, I don't know. Because it's really not that like, I get it. Like, listen, uh, intrusive thoughts happen. Right. Sexual thoughts happen. I'm a dude. I get it. It happens. And it's not even like it's just a dude thing. Like, you're going to tell me that girls don't also have, like, random sexual thoughts Never. in public? No, it happens. Never. However, what you do with those things mm -hmm. is a matter of maturity. Yeah. And if you can't, if you don't know how to handle those, then you, you, you have to figure it out, basically. Mm -hmm. You have to know how to, with anything. And, like, okay, we're only talking about sexual things because that's, like, the big thing with Christianity. That Christians are like, oh, sex. Oh, no. Oh, Let's no. talk about anger. Yeah. Right? Totally. Think about how many Christians get just like angry. Think about how many Christians abuse their spouses or uh, their children. Oh, yeah. Or get road rage and mm -hmm. then go to church on right. the way to church. Or like screaming at their kids on their way to church. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Exactly. But somehow that's not a problem. No, but it's know? the same root of right. like, okay, you have this natural human urge mm -hmm. and thoughts, but you not knowing what to do with it. That, that's like saying like... Yep. Don't be, and this is true. Don't be an asshole. Right. But it's like don't be like don't be an asshole for the good of other people. It's true. However, you can't control other people. So at the end of the day, mm -hmm. all you can do, but like this is and this is the idea. Everyone is like, don't be an asshole. But they're only worrying. They're, they're saying they're taking that rule and saying, hey, yeah, you don't be an asshole. Mm -hmm. But that's not how it works. The the all that law and stuff like that is supposed to be a mirror. That's one of the few like Christian things I think is like one of the coolest like things is like mm. the law is a mirror. Yeah. The law is like the law because so many people use the law to condemn other people. Mm -hmm. Like w whether we're talking about Christianity or not right. or just like you know, just normal just like moral, moral standards. Yes. Yeah. It shouldn't be something that you're just like 
hey, you, fix that. Like, maybe you look at yourself uh-huh. first, you know? How much happier would this world be if we all looked at ourselves and tr- and saw our flaws and tried to fix them for ourselves? Oh, my God. Well, that would solve all of Instead of going, you, you know? Yes. Finger pointing. Yes, because in my mind, I'm like, okay, is, like, a lot of these things, they have points. Like, yes, okay, like, if, um, like, yes, maybe that person shouldn't be a dick. Mm-hmm. However, you can't control them. You can only control yourself. Yeah. And if if both of those people are telling each other to not be assholes, they're just going to create tensions between each other. Mm-hmm. But if you put a, a two-way, like if you put a mirror between them and then each of them look at themselves and fix each other, problem solved. Right. Exactly. No more tensions. Yep. So the moral of today's story randomly is... <laughs> randomly. Randomly. I don't know how we got here, but I mean, this is probably a good thing to talk about. It's like... Yeah, I like it. Don't like... Look look within yourself, people. Like if um if something is bothering you, if like you're dealing with other people who are pissing you off, real you gotta realize you can't control those people. Mm-hmm. You can only control yourself. So just try to work on yourself. And what can you do to make that situation better? Yeah. You know? That's something that I eventually when I have kids, hopefully, in many, 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 many moons. Um that's a big thing is like you're allowed to have feelings of anger you're allowed to feel how you can feel however you want you know you can't control how you feel but what are you going to do with those feelings that's the question like eventually you need and that's where it's gotta that's where there's a line of you know how am i going to respond to these feelings yeah like anger you know yeah because i think there are so many like when you're like our generation i feel like was was brought up to be like you can't feel angry. Like, stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's so fucked up. You're allowed to feel however you want to feel. You you know, that's not. Yeah. I don't know. People anyway. just don't like. So I had a conversation with, uh, now, albeit this kid probably didn't need this conversation, but I love this 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 kid. He's one of my students. Mm-hmm. He just had his grand, his, um, like a, his grandma, who he was really cl- close with, pass. It's really sad. He, uh, he apparently has had a couple of family members pass, but he was like, this one was the hardest. Mm-hmm. He's like 11 or something. Oh, he's 10. He's going to turn 11 actually this weekend. Poor thing. Yeah. Happy birthday, kidding. <laughs> um, I hope you don't listen to this podcast because we say a lot of bad words. <laughs> you, should tur- you should turn it off. Yeah, you should probably turn this off by now. But so. we love you. <laughs> yeah, but we love you. But um, I, I kind of was asking him a little bit about like, so how have you been dealing with that? Um, and he was telling me how he was like, playing a bunch of sports mm-hmm. and like playing games with his cousins yeah. and i was like that's great that's awesome i was like so like i i gave him i didn't give him specifics but i'm like yeah i've been dealing with some sad stuff lately too and you know i've mm-hmm. been in the past i would tend to um do with my emotions one of two ways like if emotions a wave i'd rather deal with it by letting the wave wash me into the ocean and start to drown me mm. in all the sadness mm-hmm. and or or whatever emotions I was feeling, or I would run away from the waves, mm-hmm. which is stupid because the waves are just going to keep coming back no matter what I do. Yeah, and I told him I realized that like, you know, the best way to do it is just to be like a rock in the ocean, right, mm-hmm. where the wave crashes on you, but then it subsides. The rock it doesn't move you because mm-hmm. you're the rock. You know, you're not running away from it, but you're mm-hmm. also not getting sucked into the emotions. When the emotions come, when like, because I also asked him, like, do you ever feel like sadder some some parts of the day than others? He's like, yeah, at night, like at night, I'm really sad, but during the day, I'm fine. Aww. I'm like, okay, so at night when you get sad, instead of trying to like distract yourself from the way that you feel, 
let yourself feel sad. It's mm-hmm. okay. It's okay to feel feel that way. And I'm just, I was thinking to myself the other day after I had that conversation with him, why didn't nobody tell me that when I was a kid? <laughs> Fuck! That like, would have fixed so many problems! Like, okay, and I will say this. There is a chance. I don't know. There's a chance that, because I, I have a therapist for a mom. There's a chance that she tried telling me something like that. But if she did, it didn't stick. Right. Which I don't know if that's her fault or mine. I don't know. Either way, I love you, mom. It doesn't have anything to do with you. But like, I'm just like, I, if I if, if that had somehow gotten into my mm-hmm. brain when I was a kid, totally, I would be so much further along emotionally. Yeah. And how many people have never been told that even as adults? Dude, right? Yeah. yeah. That's a really good analogy. And I, I mean, and every, I see that all, you know, that happens all the time when people let anger control them and that they lash out you know at yeah. work or at their families or whatever or like themselves or themselves yeah. right or they just run away from it and they turn off i don't know it's just it sucks to see it does so that's their this is us telling them that right now exactly Hi, Luna. So if you get sad oh it's the pretty girl hi luna Make sounds with your mouth <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that was actually perfect that was great and she's so happy she oh, bounds she, away she's she's so happy <laughs> Well, that's a probably a pretty good place to leave off, you think? I don't know. What are we at? I don't know. It won't tell me the time. Oh, well. Uh, damn. I don't yeah, know. it won't tell me the time. However I long think, this I has think been, we're pretty far. I, I feel pretty, pretty emotionally um, pretty tired. Yeah, me too. It's been, a long, too. No. it's been a long week. It has. But this has been a good way to cap it off, I think. This has been a good way to this do it. This was a fun one. Yeah. Thank you all so much for, for listening again. I, I hope, I know we kind of were all over the place tonight, but like, I think we... We really poured our hearts out on this one. Um, of course, we we didn't do that. So we were going to do a special intro. I know. Where we did like a guitar pick shootout because Abby came uh, over early and we were hanging out. And she was like, you have all these cool guitar picks. I want to hear how they sound. Well, I'll, sh- I'll show you afterwards. Ooh, like, we should have Matt back on and do a shootout with him. Yeah, <gasps> that would be fun. We'll do a guitar pick shootout sometime and then we'll hear how all these different guitar picks sound. Because like he has so that. many different ones. I like the sound of that. He has a weird felt one. Yeah. And then I, there's a penny. And a card and a cardboard one. Yeah, I love the cardboard one. So. Shout out to uh, my student Sarah for making that for Christmas. It's so cute. <laughs> um, cool. I need a new one. Sneak peek for for a future episode. Yeah. All right, everyone. We love you, and hope you have a good weekend. See ya.